Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey there, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker. And in this week's episode, after the boys landed on this planetoid and killed everyone they met within the first few minutes, they decide to play nice and actually decide to talk to the locals this time around. Also this week, I have another discussion with Param from No Direction Podcast, where we discuss how to run haunts and other similar narrative elements within a role-playing game. And of course, this week, we continue our free trip to PaizoCon contest, where I give out another question that you must answer, and then you can win a free trip to PaizoCon. So one thing I want to mention, which we really don't talk about very much, is our Patreon. Now, the Patreon helps with the show when we make t-shirts. Obviously, we make a lot of free t-shirts, and we give out free t-shirts to people, or when we do contests like this, or, well, any of the other items that we're planning in the near future. It really helps us out. And you can go to Patreon for Roll for Combat, just going to patreon.rollforcombat.com. And one of the first things that we added was an outtake from the show. Now, before each show, we usually sit around and talk anywhere for, I don't know, 10 minutes to up to an hour and a half, believe it or not. And we just talk about, well, anything you might hear at a geeky table, such as, I don't know, movies or comics or movies or TV shows or movies. We talk about movies a lot. So if you like to talk about geeky movies with your friends and want to hear about us talking about geeky movies, check out the new Patreon content I just put up. It is actually from mid-December 2018, where we sit around for about 45 minutes and talk about, well, all the movies that came out and what we thought about our past movies. And one of the fun things when we discuss movies is that we all heavily, heavily disagree on what are good and bad movies, especially in the geek culture universe. This is fairly raw, it's fairly unedited, but if you want to hear, I don't know, five guys geek out about geek culture, come on down, check it out, I think you guys won't be disappointed, and I'm going to start putting those up on a regular basis on the Patreon. As I said, we talk about things all the time before our episodes. We usually just goof around and we talk about, well, we also talk about fantasy football and fantasy baseball, but I'm probably not going to put that stuff on because I doubt any of you care about that. But if you like geek culture and want to hear about us talking about geek culture, join us on our Patreon. Plus, there's lots of other cool things on the Patreon. T-shirts, if you want to listen to us actually record an episode live, that's on the Patreon. If you actually want me to run you through a society game, that's on the Patreon. I'll even make a little show out of it and give it to you guys afterwards. You can check out all the rewards at patreon.rollforcombat.com. And anything you give us helps support the show. As for this week's episode, where the guys go around killing people. Yeah, it's actually pretty fascinating because they're on this, like, primitive planet. 
and I was wondering how this was going to work out because these guys have really powerful weapons and they're against people who really don't and it goes about how you expect. Let's just say the combats are really, really short in the next couple of weeks. But that doesn't mean that people can't die. Trust me, it doesn't mean people can't die. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's episode. Wow. Um, they're not... These, these weapons probably are on par with the one that Mo has always had. His his pikes. That's true. That's actually true. <laughs> I mean, it's sad to say, but they're pretty much he's considering. But no, nah, he's he's gonna keep his pike. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier Mo Dupinski. Well, they don't have reach. Yeah, I know. they did seem to have one piece of equipment with them that appears to be technological in nature. Oh, what is that? Let's do a scan. Chris Beamer is playing the Lashunta operative Hiroji. Someone will have to do a mysticism roll. I'm actually cha- chained in the dark arts. I might. I got a seven for my mysticism. Be able to assist? Hold on. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy Rusty Carter. A seven. You are like, I found something. Yes, I, no I assist for two. Oh, you can assist me? Roll the ten. That's you guys both have do. a plus. No plus. I have one. one. I have one point in it, so I can assist. That's it. Got it. Hiroji gets a twenty-one. You also rolled only a nine, but that's enough. This appears to be a handheld scanner with mystical power to help heal the dying. You can oh. use this. It is a instinctive stabilizer, and you use the medicine skill untrained to attempt a long-term stability task. Basically, it allows you to use medicine much easier, and it allows you to stabilize people as well, untrained. Maybe cool. you can save these guys that we just killed. They're dead. Oh. <laughs> that would be a no. You, you critted them, <laughs> you, but you two crits. One guy's head exploded. The other guy <laughs> you ran through. They're, they're dead. Oh, Okay. I wasn't so sure about the other one, um, how he died. You're like, you pick up the guy. It's like, maybe I can save him as his jaw and upper half of his skull falls to the ground. You're like, uh, and then his brain rolls out. You're like, oh, grab that brain. We, we'll need to, we need to question that. <laughs> you won't need that. Where does that go again? That goes somewhere. That's an important part. Mo doesn't know what a brain is. I- I'm trained in medicine. I'm sure Tuttle is also, right? I am, though I don't think I can put a brain back in the body. Jason McDonald is playing the Soki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone, Cheddar. Mo has a plus oh, for the scanner. Four. Who wants to hold on to it? Mo is trained in medicine and has a plus four in it. Well, I already have the spider. Decide whether you're decide whether I should be the holder of all me, of all medical items or whether I should, we should diversify. I'll, I'll, I'll hold this because I got like a plus eleven medicine. I can use it automatically on anyone who needs it, and I'm fast. I'm the new field medic. That works for me. Uh, what is the? So you're uh, the healer. Got it. Yep. What is this uh, hangar that we? Their tunnel that this that these uh, platforms seem to be uh, converging into. Well, it's the entrance to the city, right? Yes, it appears to be that this is a landing pad, and you would imagine that this is kind of where the dock master's building where would be place where like merchants and visitors to the city would probably like declare their goods fill out appropriate forms you know it's customs basically you do notice perhaps a symbol or something hanging 
off of the the top, kind of like where the sign would be. I wonder if anyone can understand what that might be. Mm. Uh, Mo understands it. He says it says keep out. I have a pretty good number of languages. I could even cast comprehend languages if I have to. Really? Nice. Yeah, I took like the technomancer dabbling in comprehend languages, the one thing I took. Wow. Actually, this is a time when that sounds useful. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you should come over here and uh, read this thing. I'm, Mo is pointing toward the sign. I'll try my usual languages first and see if any of them hit. But if not, then that's, that's plan B. None of them hit, but Hiroji might be able to figure it out. Yeah, I'm trying to see my language. Life science check would be enough. Okay, let me try. 22. You can almost figure it out, but you're not quite. You're like, need a few more examples. There's not enough there for you to go on. After a while, you might get the hang of it. But right now, you need a few more uh, few more examples of this written language for you to kind of get your, your bearings. All right, I'll take a picture of it. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is one of the guys had a large clump of bright green algae fungus and that algae fungus appears to be growing all over these pads and one of these guys was holding it and it's in his possessions as well like as he wasn't using like a weapon he was no no it's like in his pack like like part of like he's basically was like a little like a little sack some of this algae can, can we do a life science check to see what you may all right, oh, let me just no. see something here. We just killed a bunch of scavengers. That's probably their food. Yeah, um, that's their food. Oh, somebody. no. <laughs> I, get a, I get a good, I get like a minus five DC to identify things that are rare, meaning that the DC goes down by five. Well, you have plus two from me. Hiroji, 18. You know what this is. This is, uh, it doesn't appear to be poisonous. You sort of like dab a little and taste it. You're like, it's not poisonous. But it's definitely indigestible to to you guys. Um, but yeah, this definitely looks like their food source, and it looks like that they uh, were climbing about around here to uh, get it, and uh, it seem like they're harvesting it. It's all over the place. Well, interesting. Uh, we did not know that. Oh well, good to know. All right, one last thing I want to do with these bodies: we lock up our ship tight. We lock it and um, put on the club. I will position the. Yeah, I'm going to position the bodies in such a way it look, as it looks like they died trying to get into our ship as a warning to others to stay away. Excellent. Okay, well, let's let's get on the move. All right, so what else are you guys going to do? Um, I guess I'm still trying to look up the rules on my little Technomancer ability. I always forget what's in this and what's not. Actually, do it again. Do it using culture. It's not life science. It's culture for life. Culture is probably worse for me, but I'll check. Yeah, you can try it again. I was going to roll for culture. Plus one. And there we are. There's an eight. Nope. And there we are. There's a three. Nope. You still need some more. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit more. You're getting close, though. But yeah. Um, Yeah, it just looks like it's ancient. Whatever language was up here, it's barely there anymore. Not enough for you to read. And it just opens up into uh, a building. It's not Aklo or Abyssal or Castorillion or Common or Drow or Elven or Reaxian, right? It is none of those. None of you recognize the language except for Hiroji, only because he just studied it. Say book learning. So, oh, uh, looks familiar to me too, but I can't quite place it. I'm sure I'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, Mo was going to say something, but he wants to, he wants to let you guys figure it out. Um, so, totally reasonable. 
is there a tunnel going like what are what are we, i i don't understand how the map works is this like a uh a, a, it's like a building it's a, it's, okay. it's just a building oh okay and then like it goes to another outside area or does it go into yeah. a big structure There's, it's sort of like an outside airport if you will you know oh, like, okay it's one of those think of it like an outside airport you'd see like in california uh, or hawaii or something you know now outside now like an outdoor mall there you go Mo's going to do the buildings, a perception The buildings check. are standing free, but like, there's no hallways or anything. Everything's just open. Mo's going to do a perception check. Okay, actually, see. I can cast the level zero spells at will, so I can cast languages whenever. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do that. I rolled the one for my perception check. Cool. So. That lets you understand a written language or like a spoken or both? I believe it's just written. That is correct. You cast it. You notice one word in the sign that still appears to be functional. It says Istamak. What? Istamak? Instamat? Istamak. Oh, then is that the name of the city? Is my guess? Could be. Alright. Well Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't convey any particular additional context. It just translates the words, so that is correct. Uh do any of the creatures that were killed have any written language on them? No. Yeah, no ID badges, no nope. designer labels. No serial numbers blinding, on whatever. the compound nope. bow. No slave collars. No. The primitive culture. What about tattoos? Any tattoos? Maybe they got some scripture on their arm or something. No, not tattoos. They had some color on them. Uh, that was about it. But like, like tribal stuff, but no language. You go into the building. Yeah, let's move. Let's head them on up and move them out. You enter the Dockmaster's building. It appears to be a uh, a staging area for that lichen that you saw before. It's where they collect and sort of sort it. Uh, the interior of the building was gutted a long time ago, and the walls are covered with murals worked in crude paint and charcoal. The images appear to depict the sun in various positions in relationship to this landing pad. Each of these pictures is accommodated by a number of... By a number of what appears to be tally marks. Uh, uh, is can we carry all this lichen here, or is that too much to carry? There is thousands of pounds of lichen. Uh huh. It's a smuggling operation. Um, we could maybe burn it if we need to. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we got to make amends. If we bring him uh, a, oh, wait, lichen, wait, 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 wait. I think my commune is not working now. Wait, say that uh, word again. I'm going to knock word? on. Like, we Anarchy accidentally killed what? some farmers. That's why these guys are ah, You want to make amends now. Yeah, so if we bribe ah. them with some food, maybe they'll be uh, nice to us and, like, be our uh, well, they uh, native seem to have porters. We a could lot be of food. porters. I want a porter. Yes. Well. So that's what's at, st- at, that's what's at stake here. How many tally marks are there? To tally you banana, quite a few. I mean, like again, count, counting off time, like are they like it's like days of days or you months don't know. or something. It's a mural with marks and images. Again, appears to be related directly to this pad and the sun position. If you spend some time, maybe you could figure it out. Is it like a um, like a cave painting, like a primitive cave painting, or yes. is this from the original? Yes. Okay, yes, it appears to be a cave. Yeah, painting I don't know. I don't know sort. if I'm that. I don't know if I care that much. Yeah, I, no. I, I, well. I was just phoning it out there. Well, let's. I think we should explore Rusty, more. Uh, Tuttle, do you want to explore, or do you like this this pad? Uh, I I want to head into the city. I think it's time for us to find those cultists. And in fact, actually, I'm wondering since there were burn marks 
that showed a ship recently landed. I'm hoping we could actually find possibly some like footprints or traces of where those cultists went. Ooh, good idea. Does anybody have the survival skill? Yes. <laughs> I have every skill. Okay. Then you know it would be really valuable here? Yeah. I'm actually a hunter and a tracker, as you know. Well, you say do I know that. I'm not seeing you hunting or tracking yet. Because <laughs> I can't find the skill. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any... I have survival plus, plus four. That means you can assist. Well, too late. It also means you can roll, because with plus four, you may do better than that 16. What were you trying to roll? What's the survival skill for? I was trying to find like some tracks, some recent tracks that are maybe not the tracks of these creatures. But Is that survival? Like armored, armored boot track. Yeah. There's the burn marks that showed a ship recently landed. We were following the cultists here. We're trying to see if we can track the cultists as they entered the city. Cultists would, would be wearing different kinds of shoes on these creatures. I would think that's perception. Perception check. Well, tracks is generally survival. Uh, is it? I didn't Steve, know are you going to allow a perception check? I can say survival. I can say that there appears to be a large mixture of tracks in this area. There also appears to be a large amount of lichen. And you do see some tracks that are not of the Kish, because the Kish seem to have these like pointed nice. toes, almost like lizard-like. Yeah, we don't we want see them. Almost like boots, and they appear to be fairly recent. While you're doing this, you hear the sound oh, of fight no. right outside, uh, right in front of you, like maybe like a hundred feet. The sound of what? West. You hear the sounds of a battle. Oh, good. Tuttle, Chatter, please get up here. I still have my battle lust. Dr. Tuttle, we are waiting for you. Let me rephrase that. Chatter, we're waiting for you. Bring Dr. Tuttle. I'm actually, for the moment, going to ride on Chatter. I love that you can ride, Chatter. (laughs) Ride, Chatter, ride. Good enough. We'll just say wherever Chatter is is where you are. Uh, Can you put on the map where we hear or just tell us where the battle is is coming, the, the noise? Yes, there appears to be a battle oh, to the northwest. No. Oh, let's see, stupid Kish. All right, well, I'm ready to move. To can we something. see what's going on, or do we? can we see who they're battling? Perception they... check. Okay. A 13. Notice there's a couple <laughs> of uh, dead Kish lying on the ground, and these appears to be six Kish battling each other. Hiroji with a perfect 20, 35. He sees everything. He sees and knows immediately that appears to be two sides that are fighting each other. One of the sides is wearing a prominent, though crude, symbol on their armor, an outline of a shield-like shape with an upside-down tear drop breaking through the top in a circle in the middle. You recognize this symbol. It appears to be the symbol of the lawful, neutral deity Talavent, goddess of community, self-reliance and tradition how that deity which is from your part of the universe got all the way over here is a mystery anyhow it appears that these two groups are fighting each other and one of them is losing (laughs) so well the lawful neutral is what the yellow one the ones that are not the ones we fought before uh give me one sec I'd also like to point out it's amusing we kind of came full circle and that the very first episode we had to we walked in on a fight between two factions and it's like oh, oh yeah <laughs> that's true this the problem We're here breaking up fights again for me is that lawful neutral alignment is diametrically opposed to my alignment well wait your alignment of pure self-absorbed neutral chaotic neutral chaotic neutral yes, the ones with right. the lawful 
neutral deity uh, are the ones with the bows, and okay. they seem to be losing. Good. The other ones are similar to the ones that you just fought. They seem to have the same markings and coloring as the ones you just killed. What are you going to do? Shoot them both. Well, yeah. the ones who attacked us are not our friends, because one of them, even after I said hello, shot me and critted me twice. So the other ones. Yeah. Are, are we in enemies. battle? Are we in combat? Those or are can... enemies, No, no. Okay. I say it might be time to bust out our grenade. As you guys yeah. are talking, right. one of the mm. followers uh, gets hit and collapses to the ground. What else Good. are you doing? I don't like that alignment. It's, I suggest uh, we shoot at the ones with the markings of the ones that attacked us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, here's we can, the thing. We can always sort it out later. Not, yeah. yeah not, not to be cold-blooded about this when we're dealing with life and death issues, but honestly, since I don't care about the species in any way, and I... I, I Let's take any It might side. have intel, though. Right. So what was that? Why did you say, Mo? It might have intel. Side. Wait, intel? Wait, you mean we want to question them now? Uh, Well, rifle through their bodies for intel, I meant. How about we kill one side and talk to the other side? That sounds good. That sounds like I can comprehend yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're all decent, moral, good people. Our alignments are all good. That's great. Well, no, my, you know, my thing as Xenoseeker is to go find new life forms and see if I'm better than they are. In, in I do know like, that because I am... I am a Xenoseeker, and I am here to protect the universe from aliens. Are you actually a Xenoseeker, too? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Hmm. I'm going to make a double move to get close, if, if that's something. Well, are we in rounds yet, or what are we doing? Yeah. No, you're not know. in rounds. You just do whatever you want. Okay, you go there. You get closer. And I'm hoping my... Can I see anything more? They're battling, and looks like the guys with the... Uh, they're completely ignoring you. The guys with the with the um, symbols appear to be doing much better now. Appear to be doing well. Yeah, doing well, and they appear to have the upper hand now. And the, uh, the ones with the symbols of the people that attacked us. No, no, no. The ones with the symbols did not attack you. The ones without symbols were the ones that attacked you. The ones. All right, here I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay, take so shot the, at the. I right. can't tell who's who. Don't shoot at the star-bellied the snitches. Shoot at the non-star-bellied speeches. Go. The ones with not the bows. You want to attack the yellow ones. The purple ones have the symbol. The yellow ones do not have the symbol and resemble the four you just killed. Right. So Kill since yellow, we're already, already guilty of four murders, what's another three murders? So. Kind of picked, we've already right. kind of picked us up. Is that yellow or purple? Who do I kill? Yellow bed. Kill yellow. Yellow, kill yellow yellow bed. <laughs> Except I'm shooting before you, so oh, maybe not. All right. Mo successfully pokes this... They notice uh, Hiroji and Mo appear, and the yellows quickly run away, and they're like, "Ah, and run, 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 very quickly into the yeah, That's right, they should. Can we get parting shots on them? If you want. Nah. It's up to you. Uh, dropping gun and getting parting shot in. <laughs> three? <laughs> How did I do three? How is that possible? Wow. Is three too much or too little? You did a gentleman three. I did 63 last time. So, you know. Yeah, so uh, between us, we did 65 points of damage. All right. right. Let's right. just go with that. The, uh, the other God. three run off. These three look at you and back up, and they appear to be very nervous. They're pointing their weapons at you, but they're not doing anything. Uh, I holster I, my weapon. I say, "That's uh, a sign of respect." Get up here. We need some. We need some diplomatizing. 
already there. I holster my weapon, I move forward, and I put my arms to the side and bow respectfully. And look with my gentle and kindly demeanor in the friendliest-like fashion while I point at Tuttle. Except you guys are like, wait, wait. Oh, there you go. Oh, he, oh, moved yeah. up. he moved up. There's a... Okay. Ooh, and diplomacy. 30. 36 diplomacy. 36. Remember, I can add to diplomacy. I cannot re-roll diplomacy. That's the difference between that right. and plot. They speak any of our language. They lower their weapons. Aww. And they bow back at you. And oh, that's better. One of them, well, they appear now to be kind of at ease with you. One of them jumps down at one of his buddies who's on the ground, and he seems to pray pray to the sky. Oh, let's use that thing. Say something. Yeah. Um, All right. And starts trying to heal his buddy. All right. I will. Is he casting a spell, or is he just doing his uh, mumbo jumbo? He's just just mumbo jumbo. He doesn't. All he's right. just literally just <laughs> praying to the gods. I see uh, you. Somebody pour a healing potion down. No, no, I, I, I have that device, and I will. Yeah, I will, I, use I, the device. I, I, I slowly walk up. I, pull, I activate the device, and I, I, I do its okay. thing on. That is going to terrify the living daylights out of these guys. That's all right. They're what are you learn, talking about? Learn about my pulled this off their body. The creepy crawly metallic spider. You're going to have. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Not no. using yeah. that. No, 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 no. The thing we just found. Oh, that's no, Tuttle, get over here. Okay. Stabilizer. Actually, her, actually, Hiroji took that device. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. That's oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. You're right. I don't think I don't think I even need to roll a check, right? No, it seems to help stabilize him. And they all look at you. They seem to recognize the device because they have, this is their technology. And they all start talking to you. Um, and they're like saying something what appears to be um, complimentary. And they're all bowing and bowing at you with their heads. Excellent. And just saying something over and over and again. I don't recognize this a, language at all. Right? Give me a culture check. You might okay. recognize what they're saying now. 21. Good enough. I can assist, but that's about it. It, uh, it appears that they are grateful for what you've done. And they are stowing their weapons. They're looking around, seeing if any more of those guys are here. And they pick up their buddy. And they're looking at you. And they're telling you to follow. And they're like, there's like, follow, follow, come, come. Okay. All right. Let's, let's follow them. Um, and, and while we're doing that on the comms, I'm going to say, you know, I, I do have sociology ability to, if I spend enough time, like 10 minutes, and if you guys can help me as much as possible, I can probably develop a, a, a pigeon language for basic communication once we get to there. Sounds good. What's Sounds the role? What kind of role? Part of my Xeno Seeker thing. It's part of my class. I get to. Like, uh, what what role do you need? It's, to a, it's a DC twenty five culture check. I have to make. So oh, I can assist you for culture. Right. Well, do you have culture can trained? I, I have culture trained, but not particularly for this. It doesn't matter. You just need to roll okay. a, above a ten to give me a plus two. That's it. Right. And I, I think Tuttle probably has training too. Right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm pretty good with culture too. So if I get a plus six plus my eleven, that's seventeen. I only need uh, an eight. Well, there's a minus two. Uh, well, we're not for we're me. not there yet. I'm not gonna. Right. We're not doing it until they get. Let's get to their encampment first, and maybe there's a leader. Or something. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, back to the big map. So you follow them. They appear to be carrying their buddy, and you can start doing your talking with them if you wish, and trying to figure out the pigeon language. And I you... do wish. Well, everyone roll their assist then. I missed. I uh, I'm, I'm like yeah, okay. roll. All right, Tuttle succeeds. I rolled oh my a one. God. All right, sorry. 
It's just the two brains as a usual. Six, three, and a one as our well, You're going to roll a one as well, so it's not going to... Hey, gonna... my diplomacy of 36 is why yeah. we're friendly with them right now. All right, this is a plus three. I mean, a plus uh, two to this roll. There we go. Nailed it! <laughs> yeah, you did. Natural 20 for a 31. Plus two, 33. Wow. 33. We got a language. We got a crude language. Excellent. Chris, you, you roll way too many natural 20s. I think it's really actually kind of ridiculous how many natural 20s you roll. Uh, I think, do. Honestly, it's just a market correction. We need to tweak well, the to It's outside sure combat you roll 20s all the time. I know. It's always outside of combat. You walk through the city, and as you can tell, it's it's ruins. I mean, it's traditional ruins. It appears to be thousands of years old, things growing throughout this um you know, if it wasn't for the fact that this was ruins, it looks like this would have been an incredibly advanced city and civilization. And even the fact that these that these buildings are still standing after God knows how long is impressive in itself. Very As you cool. continue to walk and form a rudimentary language, you come to where they um, seem to be bringing you. I'll show you what it looks like. That is what you see. It appears to be a small neighborhood of dilapidated residences, and this very sturdy building is where they take you into. It takes about 30 minutes of walking to reach this area from the spaceport. Um, what else? You appear to be at this building, its name long faded away, but the space above the front doors is marked by a large and fairly recent, recently painted symbol of Talibet, which you can see right there in the picture. There appears to be a handful of younger Kish that are in the space in front of the building, playing a casual game involving, involving a ball and pairs of vertical hoops on poles on opposite sides of the courts. Ah, basketball. Dozens of other Kish can be seen about the neighborhood, tending to small gardens, repairing buildings, maintaining weapons and armor. Many of them stop what they're doing and gawk at the aliens. That's you. As yep. you are escorted into the building. The interior of the building appears to have been recently converted into a small church and hastily created symbols of Talvent are the majority of the decor. With your pigeon language, you are introduced to the leader, Harold Talzat who wears an astute brown robe accented with a colorful scarf around her head. Harold? Uh, Harold. She's a she? Harold. Probably H-E-R. Wait, her job yeah. is Harold. She's the Harold. Her name is... Her a title, girl. not her name, I hope. Okay. Oh, I see. So she's, okay. she's not a nebbishy guy named Harold, is what you're saying? Yeah, Mo, Mo had the sudden impulse to stab her in the eye with an arrow. So, okay, not that Harold. Right, okay. What Anyhow, is what is her name again officially? Harold T Z A Y L Tazzle, Sazzle, Sazzle. Got it. It's like tzatziki sauce. Yeah, mm. you're right. With your pigeon language, she actually seems to know a little bit of your language, so you actually have no problem communicating with her. Excellent. She bows down and says, "Are you?" Affiliated with the strangers who attacked us several days ago. And why have you come to Istanbul? No, we hate them and have come to punish them. Is this in common or in their... Sort of our mixture of language. I think. It's a mixture. Who's to speak? It's a mixture. Right? It's a mixture. 
Uh, well, I'm just overly talkative. That doesn't mean I always want to. Does be I, I just want to know? Do we understand this, or is this all uh, Hiroji? This would have to be uh, Hiroji translating. All right, I can translate, and I do. You're, you're all you're all up. Go for it. All right, and I, I, I say no. We we are not, but we would like to learn more about them so that we may punish them for their evil deeds. Yes, we're good at killing them. May I let everyone know what I said? Oh, excellent. I'm willing to answer any questions you may have, as there is much disturbance that has occurred in the last few weeks since the other strangers appeared here. What what did they look like? Did they look like us in armor, carrying strange devices in their hands that look like weapons? They, uh, whisper to the other guards. She sort of talks to them for a second and says, They arrived in a metal cloud like yours, but different in shape and color. Theirs looked angry, as did their clothes. We welcomed them into our great temple, but they profaned the vault of tales and attacked us, causing many deaths and much destruction. They then returned to their cloud and ascended into the sky. They went to your temple and took something? Yes. They attacked us and caused much death. What did they take from your temple, do you know? The temple is sacred to our ancestors, so we maintain it as tradition dictates. It was open to all until recently. After the strangers left, Hunmaster Zarava sealed himself at some of his warriors within, claiming that the temple must be kept safe from strangers. I objected to his decision, and the chieftain saw fit to exile me for speaking out. Luckily, I was not the only one to feel this way, so my neighbors joined me in my banishment. I am not sure what they took, but it was ancient technology from our ancestors that i know interesting um i i pull out my data pad and i you know like my ipad and i i go to like a just a common you know picture of what would be like an eoxian uh ship and show her that and say did their ship look like that like a corpse core fleet ship she looks at it no it had angry spikes it looked like it was a wild beast attacking something. We probably have a picture of a cultist ship. We ran across them several times. Yes, you definitely did. Okay, so that was a cultist ship then. Okay. No, no, I mean, you first show them the corpse fleet, it's not them. Yeah, and I'll okay. show them a cultist ship yeah. then. It looked like that. Yes, very similar to that. Ah, well, I, just, so you know that those strange, those outsiders are evil people bent on the destruction of the universe. Uh, they worship a foul and evil god, and anything that is that they took from the temple must be recovered. We cannot allow this uh, indiscretion to go unpunished, but we must get into the temple to be able to see what it is they possibly took. We're going to have to figure out a way to get in there. Or where they went next. And where they went next, yep. Which I don't know if... The doors are shut from within. It can only be opened... His Zura allows it. She thinks for a moment. But I have heard the voices of our ancestors speak of another way in. Perhaps if you were to listen to them, 
you might benefit from their insights. But first, you must prove yourself worthy enough to hear the voices yourselves. How may we prove our worthiness? And you guys are, I'm translating everything, so you guys all hear this. So if you want to chime in. No, no, we're, you're, you're good. We're paying okay. attention. There's two places of significance where Kesh go when they wish to hear the voices of their ancestors or speak their blessings. Well, these are sacred ceremonies for her people. She admits that not many Kesh have performed them in close to a year. Perhaps, she muses, if Zarva and his warriors had shown more devotion, they wouldn't have been so quick to break away from tradition. I don't see any harm in you enacting these rites. After all, you might better understand our community and get back what witch was stolen. Yes. There's two places. The house of renewal. A place of either healing or silence. Depending on the Kish who makes the pilgrimage there. Kish go there when they're ill, physically or spiritually, and step into the chamber at the center of the building. If the ancestors judge the Kish's heart to be true, she emerges healed, sometimes even healthier than before. Otherwise, the pilgrim is never seen again. Mm, yeah, renewal day. <laughs> she also sort of says under her breath, I believe it might have been corrupted in some way. The other place is the Maze of Ghosts. Despite the site's name, the Maze of Ghosts is not a frightening place. Instead, it is where our visions of the ancestors are the strongest. In case you want to feel a deeper connection with the city's history, meditate within. The ghosts don't always show themselves, so you'll have to figure out how to obtain their blessing. Interesting. How is it that you all had come to worship uh, the the god Talden? Right? Is that the is that the god Talden? Do you mean the storyteller? Until recently, I, like all my people, honored our ancestors, whose work you see all around. Uh, of course we met the storyteller. Who? What other Talden would we refer to? Do you think we're idiots? <laughs> I still hold them in high esteem, but when I was exiled, I was granted a vision of a wise woman who told me of a wonderful story. A story about how I would be instrumental in holding my people together and ensuring that traditions of our ancestors would remain strong. And I no longer feared my banishment. Instead, seeing it as a way to strengthen my community. I believe you are part of this story and part of my vision. Story wow. checks out. Yeah. You're part of their vision. How yes, far are. are these places away? I'm asking Chris to translate that. How far is the booth of death? I mean, the house of renewal. The house of renewal is approximately... 30 minutes to the northeast. The, and the maze, maze of ghosts, of ghosts. Yeah. is also approximately 30 minutes to the east. I can show you, and they have maps of like what this town All looks right, like. Cool. I can show you where to 
approach to find them. And let me ask you another question. When we came across your uh, your people, you were engaged in combat to the death with uh, what appears to be a, the same species as you. Are what is their faction, and what is are they? Do they worship a false god? You come to us in turbulent times. Those you see around you have been recently cast out from their home for daring to speak out about Huntmaster Zarva's desecration of tradition. And now we clash in the streets to protect ourselves. It is very sad. So they, they are supporters of the uh, of, of, of the of Huntmaster... What's his name? Huntmaster what? Zarva. Yes. He's the one who's locked himself up in the temple. And we have lived out here trying to hold the old traditions together as well as follow the storyteller. I, I can see his side, though, because if you have people who are outsiders who've come and pillaged, he wants to, I can see how he would want to prevent that from happening again. But we are here to help, so we must convince him. And to prove we are worthy, we will take on the challenges of the House of Renewal and the Maze of the Ghosts. She, like, bounds down and she says, Excellent! You seem friendlier than the previous visitors, and this area of the city has more space than we can currently use. If you can find a clean room, you are welcome to use it as long as you like. And if you can help to heal the damage done to our people by the other outsiders, I will gladly offer you the blessings of the storyteller to heal your wounds and cure your afflictions. That is, I mean, this is, I don't like this god, to be honest. I mean, personally, my character hates this god, just because it's, it goes against all, but these are such primitive people that I gotta, I'm not going to really hold it against them. So, um, yes, we will accept your hospitality, and hopefully we'll prove worthy. Right now, since we have daylight, or since, we have, since it's early, we're going to head to one of these locations, and we're going to try and, and see if we can communicate with your ancestors. We'll try the House of Renewal first, I believe. All right. Excellent. Please, if there's anything else you might need, all will know that you're welcome. Uh, well, all except the other faction. How uh, it, will we always be able to identify them as clearly as we were able to earlier? You should, as we all have the mark of the storyteller on us. And you can see they actually do have the mark on and them. And the other yeah, ones no, do no. not, right? Yeah, no, these are the star-bellied snitches. No, I got that. I was just making sure that it was a universal them bad, us good. Mm, you simplify it, but yes. All right. I say we head out and, and check this out. I'm a little leery of this. It sounds like if it, I mean, it's, we're going to have to investigate. It's probably technology that there's some, some bugs and flaws and things. I, I don't want to step into the disintegration booth willingly, but that's why we have Mo here for <laughs> No disintegration. <laughs> All right. So let's head up. Are, are we ready to head out? I say we'll, we'll be back. We'll, we'll, after we do this first trial, we'll be back and let you know how it goes. We'll be back. The House of Renewal. It sounds like there's some booth that she mentioned that you go into and get healed. Or if you're not worthy, you get killed. That's what it sounds like to me. So, well, that's what Mo is for. right? Yeah, no, no, right. no. Mo is not down with that that, that house. No, the, no. That's, yes, he is. That's good. No, no, no. Um, no. It's the maze of trials. It's got to be. 
But we got it. We got to do Maze of Ghosts. We got to do both. I think. Okay. Well, I'm not going to. I don't care. I, I don't care to be judged, and certainly not by this rabble, which <laughs> ought be, which ought to be conquered anyway. I mean, let's face it. I mean, I understand right that anyways. actually, but um, I don't think it's like that. I think it's not being judged. I think it's some piece of technology they don't understand that we could probably figure out. Yeah. Smart. Uh, well, that's all. Sounds like a lot of so, egghead hooey to me. So, so we can we can go there. We can go there. Let's see. I look around. I look around at all my teammates. Who's the least scum if they were going to be judged? Okay, Doctor Tuttle, you're the one who needs to kneel. <laughs> well, let's see what we're up against. I mean, we don't even know exactly what this is. I'm Wait curious. a second. Do you disagree? As you look at the three of us. Actually, that's probably accurate. I'm probably the yes, least. I'm probably the least certain. scummy person here. Probably yeah, it's been probably though. Rusty is the most scummiest because no. no. Because he's not actually human, even he's a, he's a foul yeah, race, he's, an <laughs> evil race. He's he's ba- well, he he's also the pride of uh, the, uh pride of uh, or no, the oh, I screwed it up anyway. Um, Yaxian. it's corrupted. Yaxian. It, it, it's corrupted anyway, so it's not even a uh, a valid uh, thing, didn't it? Well, uh, we don't we don't know exactly what they're talking about. I mean, they're talking mumbo jumbo, but I'm guessing it's a piece of ancient technology yeah. that they just don't understand. Yeah. We'll yeah, out. basically, they, f- they worship uh, Viger or whatever. Some ancient technology that occasionally smokes them. That's fine. And the I'm storyteller, I'm actually going to guess, is a computer that occasionally just has a screen that tells a story. And we can we can use logic to make it blow itself up. Like in Remember, several Star Trek <laughs> Yes, we ask it what the meaning of life is and what it means to be human, and it'll commit suicide. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, your primary directive is to sterilize uh, biological imperfections, and but you made a mistake, so you must sterilize yourself. So that's how you lose the logic. There you go, perfectly. It's like I am not Captain, I am not Kirk. I am James T. Kirk, not whatever Kirk. That's such a so man. Good. And there's you know, there's multiple Stark. <laughs> there's so many so many uh, Twilight Zone episodes where they have that also. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, I go to the House of Renewal. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with there. I'll go with you. Let's renew. Yeah, that's renewed. Where is it, Steve? That's it to the northeast. My palm is glow is. We are in the southwest, so everything on the map is to the northeast. You spend thirty minutes, no problems whatsoever. You get to the house of renew. A set of wide, semicircular steps lead up to a pair of doors in the front of this one-story building which was once painted light blue, but is now dingy with age. A half-destroyed holographic sign hangs above the entrance, and a symbol has been crudely painted across the doors. From here, it's clear that the rear of the building has collapsed in many places. Do I rec- Do we recognize the symbol? Is it their Talden symbol? Uh, the image? If you give me a culture check, you can figure it out. And I the sign is still readable with one word that Tuttle reads. It says clinic. Hmm. Oh, that's good. I fail to assist. You, you I roll a pretty good number, though. 24. You do. You're rolling uh, 24. I was going to assist with culture. Is that it? Yeah, culture. Get a 10. Hey, right, look at that in 11. 26. The image on the door is a semicircle above a straight line. It appears to infer that the symbol depicts a rising or setting sun. Renewal, if you will. It's a renewal clinic. All right. Well, that sounds good, actually. All right. Let's uh, head on in. Sounds uh, good. I open the door. Right. You open the door. We're right behind you. The fact that we haven't moved up to you just... <laughs> you 
You open the door, and inside you you walk right in. There's no lighting in the building, and the ceilings are ten feet high. The door was unlocked. As you walk in, you notice that there was two Kish that were literally sitting in what appears to be almost like a waiting area of some (laughs) sort. Are they the good Kish or the bad Kish? You're literally surprised each other. And as soon as you walk in and they walk in, they look and they're like, They're like, what are you doing here? And they quickly stand up. Roll for combat. Uh, the bad fish. And they speak the same language as the other ones, right? Kind yeah. Of. So I kind yeah, of still yeah. have the so pigeon you, language. You, yeah, point. you still kind of understood it a little. They seem to be uh, startled by you. And they have their weapons in hand. They seem to look just like the ones you fought on. We the, got company. Uh, on the uh, platform. Uh, Tuttle is up first. And I heard Mouse say we've got company. So, okay. Tuttle can't quite see them from his angle. How do I never win initiative? I I have the highest decks by far. Well, I draw my weapon and I move into the room. I like to hear that. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah. I probably should get off of Cheddar, actually. Well, just ride him into combat proudly. Actually, no, I'll stay on Cheddar and I'll move Cheddar out into the room. Can you ride him like into melee and then both of you melee stuff? Yeah, you can. Nice. Oh wait, are you gonna? Hold I was on. gonna move Cheddar. Yeah, you can do that. Ride into the room triumphantly. Now it is that'll that'll freak them out. It'll be like C three PO in the third <laughs> in the third Star Wars. They'll think he's a god. Now because the doors are open, there's a little bit of light in here, um, but otherwise there's no there's no light whatsoever. Mo is. Up. I have infrared vision now. Yeah, what does Mo have? Well, he has low light vision and he has uh, lights on his uh, whatchamajig. His... Right, well, we'll say the low light, you can actually see them from here because the light, you need some light, but opening up the doors allow the light to come in. Yeah. This is like the entrance and room. he's got light flashlights like on his his armor anyway. By the way, let me describe this, this room because it's rather large. It's actually a very large room. The walls of this room are lined with broken, dusty, and moldy furniture. Opposite the side of the double doors that led outside a window on the wall is closed off by a slab of opaque material there appears to be smaller door opens near the window murals depicting kish with broken limbs and dark halos above their heads cover the wall are these like uh coffee tables is that what the awake a waiting room type of thing yeah it literally looks like a waiting room well let's have some fun what was that sci-fi movie with matt damon where he like had like a it was uh, cool. Elysium. I can yeah, do that. Yeah, that was I, actually it's underrated. I like that movie. Mm, I didn't love it. It wasn't terrible. So Mo moves thirty-five and he attacks right away. Nineteen damage. Ouch! Five foot step. He's like, you do not belong here, outsiders. Ouch! Sixteen, but four points. Oh, Mo is. Yeah, happy. This is where he likes. <laughs> this is this is the kind of module he wants to be in. Uh, yeah. This is this is. Uh, hold on, hold on. You can get your tag of opportunity. Uh, only on that last move, actually. Should I do that now? Yeah, do it now. You only get one. Boot to the head. Nice job. Damn, another uh, nineteen. You you you're crushing these poor guys. I thought you did. I thought you fought with honor. What do you mean? They're flanking me. <laughs> Oh, and critting you. 
Yeah, there we go. That's <laughs> horrible. I need healing. <laughs> it's you for 14 points of damage. It's even after Medic! Medic! Hmm. Flanking you, buddy. Hirojis. Uh, Any plus from you? They get a plus, uh, both of them, uh, plus two from me, from uh, coordinated I, I get a plus two, right? Wait, yeah, wait till after me. No, I'm not waiting. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. No, that's oh. fine. Oh, wait. Oh, you're out of the building. This with three. What happened to those 20? 17. <laughs> well, you're you're the only one who ever rolls crits. We don't ever get Oh, well, you know, you'd have that's like... That's true. You had, you had two, two or three right. from me. I guess you probably would have hit them. Yeah. Well, well, let's not. Yeah. No, don't worry about it. That's fine. Let's, uh, yeah, if you waited, you would have hit. But uh, we're not talking about that. You, are you moving, Hiroji? Yeah, I'm going to move there, fl helping flank. <laughs> Rusty's all the way outside, as usual. I move there. I will not get my get him, but I will get the uh, an attack and make the one directly north of me, flat-footed. Does get him work on all the enemies, or just... Only if he uses a grit uh, point. Only if I use a resolve point and apparently a standard action, because that's an improved getter done. Wow. Uh, I, uh, soon enough, nice. I'll be able to make everything flat-footed with the same resolve point thing, so it's, it's there's, there's, there's building up that's going on. You get plus two from me. That's, uh, that's a ten. Thirty. Yeah, you bluff him. Which one are you doing? The closer one? No, the one with nothing between me and him. That's the simplest thing. But you get a plus three And I get a plus four. I get two from her, two from uh, Mo, and two because he's flat-footed. If it wasn't for the plus four, you would have missed because you rolled a two. Yeah. Wow. But actually, I translate that to mean I hit with a two. Uh, that's awesome. He, he, uh, just so you know, you have plus two from me and plus two from Mo. Uh, Jason. Good. You hit with the two. How the tables have turned. That you like these This is so this. good. This is so enjoyable. Puddles up. I love this. Let's, let's so enjoy much. this for I the love this. two combats. I, I feel like I need much. to maintain my goodness for the fountain, so I maybe shouldn't shoot. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to shoot. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. My Are feedback, you actually good aligned? Because I not. love this. This is so good. I technically good. am. Or no, See, I'm off yeah, the he, he, Chris, he's the one. Nice. Now look at this. You know, this is what's funny. Chris rolled a three and missed, by the way. Rusty, after he did his magic, rolled a two and hit. Tuttle rolled a three and hit. And if it only somebody waited one... I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I have Some no people. interest in waiting. He would yeah. have hit. I'm just saying. We only have nine minutes. So Show up, Chatter. Show up, Chatter. Steve, there's, there's really no need to belabor it. I'm sure it doesn't really... If you want to go put me on the same square or near Chatter, that's cool. These guys have to hit like five times to do the same damage as me. Also, honestly, Mo is about to haul Mo, off. Oh, you get you, you get flanking with, flank. with me. Yeah, he's gonna kill my, uh, flanking. Yep, yeah. Oh, I see it. Because, so there's that. That doesn't. Ah, it's like one good point left. That's so. Sad. <laughs> yeah, we killed them because they. It's it's actually at zero and they dies. So. Oh, okay. That's so, like, wow. Well, we can question this one. <laughs> He uh, drops his weapons and puts up his hand and uh -huh. says, I surrender! I surrender! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please don't kill! That's fine. All right, take, take, take me I out have of binders. I have binders. I have manacles and stuff. So. I was going to take his seat. All right, I will go uh, bind, speed up bind on him. The coffee table. Pick up a magazine and start reading. I say, turn around. Get on your knees. And I put, it, I put the binders on him. Okay, turn around. He puts it on. Hey, where, is there anyone else in here? 
He looks at you and says, Yes, yes, two more Kish warriors from the hearth were badly damaged and wounded by devourer occultists fleeing the city. They, uh, we came here to the House of Renewal for healing. So, are you the last two of your kind? You do not understand. Last two, no, there's many of us. Many, many Kish. Can we stabilize this guy if these guys are uh, surrendering? He's dead. He's well, kill that guy. I don't know. I barely killed him. I think he's still alive. No, he was That's at one hit point. He hit him again, and he was. Like, <laughs> no, monsters, no, 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 no. I, I, I monsters I, die. I, no, it, that's not how it works. Okay, they, right. they, Unless they have the only way you can stable if they have resolve points, then you can. Otherwise, when they go to zero, they die and they're well, dead. They might have resolve points. Who knows? All right. Well, we may they need this not. guy to teach us to tell us how to work this thing. So we need to speak to the ancestors in the house of renewal. But perhaps we shall do that another day. Hey everyone, Steve here. So that was probably the fastest combat in Roll for Combat history. I was wondering how fast these combats were going to be, and it turns out the answer is very. I'll tell you one thing, John loves this, because he's just going around ripping everyone to pieces and killing everyone when barely taking a scratch. However, it is fun because they will get a little complacent with all these combats, and when they encounter something really, really nasty, Oh boy, it's a good thing that these guys know how to run. As for this week's role to assist, Param and I talk about a rather tricky topic. We talk about haunts and other similar activities in a role-playing game, where you need to use descriptive and narrative powers rather than rolling dice and how you handle that. I myself have a lot of strong opinions on haunts, and well, let's listen to the answer and you'll see what I mean. So, do you have any more questions, or should I ask another one? Got one question here. Hold on. Uh, Andrew Elm wants to know, how do you handle focused haunts or any other rules-heavy element of a game, but handle it more narratively? Uh, how do you make the crunchy less crunchy, if that makes sense? Oh, haunts. Haunts are my Achilles heel. So, I actually ran Karen Crown from beginning to end, and that's where haunts were introduced. And the idea of haunts is very cool because it was sort of like a trap, but it was a trap that wasn't a mechanical trap. It was sort of like a psychological trap. The problem with haunts is, is that the rules are very nebulous on how to run them and even how to like, like disarm them. And it's often something weird like, oh yeah, you have to find the bones and then consecrate them. Like how on earth is anyone going to know that? It's very hard, so you have to do a lot of story and thematical elements for haunts to work. So often when I have haunts, I often have to prepare them well ahead of time, figuring out how to incorporate them into the game. And the most important thing is then how to actually have them be removed. Because if you just have a haunt show up and it's not something they can fight, that also frustrates players. Actually, I know my players don't like haunts because they're like, oh, there's a ghost. I attack it. It's like, well, you can't really attack it because it's a haunt. And then a collective moan always goes across my players. They're like, oh, great. Now what do we do? You know, because they feel powerless. So you got to make sure that there's some way that they either can interact with it, whether they can figure out how to get rid of the haunt. I just make it something that is material that they can actually work with. And obviously, I'd make it very thematic, that I kind of have fun with it, 
but never too OP. It's more like, oh, here's something cool that happens that can harm or damage your PCs, and it might be annoying, but there's ways to sort of um, fix it. And you have to either figure it out through knowledge checks or spells or talk or, or ask people around town, hey, did someone die up there? Do you know anything about it? Like, oh, yeah, that old witch, she's been haunting that place for years. I wouldn't go up there. I heard she was murdered. You're like, okay, do you know where she was murdered? Yeah, over there by the well. It's like, okay, find the bones, bury them next to the well, done. Something like that. Haunts definitely tie into something that I, that is sort of like mysteries because you have to find out about the haunt. And a good advice when you're running any mystery campaign type situation is assume your players can't hear you and have your clues drop three times. Basically, for every piece of information they need to know about the haunt in order to solve the thing, to put the spirit to rest, put it in your adventure three times so they hear it again and again and again. Or maybe they miss one or two of them because they go left when they should have gone right. But make sure they get the clues, make sure the clues are repetitive, and make sure that the clues tie together fairly obviously. Because it's always going to seem like it makes much more sense to you because you know the secrets. Whereas your players are constantly having to picture everything in their heads, try to do their own visualizations that don't match up with the ones that you're describing, as well as play the game and try to figure out what is and isn't a red herring. And I definitely recommend not having too many red herrings when you're dealing with haunts and mysteries things because once that starts happening and they stop not trusting any bit of information, then they're never going to solve it. Do you actually just come out and tell your players, hey, this is a haunt? I, I try not to, um, but what I usually do in that sort of situation is whenever I have a thing that's super rules heavy, like haunts or chase rules or some random complicated thing that they throw into an adventure, is I handle all of that calculation, all the special rules in the back, and I just try to be super descriptive with what's going on. So if they try to attack the ghost, I describe the, the sword passing through the ghost's image and completely ignoring what's going on, uh, things like that. So that try to just drop the hints that this isn't behaving like you all think it should be behaving. And then I try to prompt with basic, basic clues as to some actions they can take, uh, though, of course, mostly listening to what they want to try to do. And a lot of improvising on my end and a lot of trying to basically make this frictionless for my players by just handling all the calculations behind the screens and not letting them know that they've shifted the mode of play. Yeah, I, I do it a little differently. I usually let them know or do a knowledge roll, like a knowledge religion roll, like, oh, this area is haunted and this uh, you know ghost or this demon is here and it's captured here and is stuck in this room or, you know, as you said, sort of come up with clues and, and, but I actually kind of tell them it's a haunt that way. They, they sort of know, okay, mechanically how, what they need to do to kind of fix it. And that just comes back to my, how I run traps is that traps, if they're not run correctly, can be very deadly and incredibly frustrating for PCs. They can just like, Oh, you walk into that room and then he dies. You're like, well, what happened? It's like, Oh, you're dead. So, well, what happened to my character? Oh, he died. Like, well, what? It's like, no, he dead. You know, meanwhile, he stepped on a trap and, you know, rolled it or something. I, I try to give my characters as much information as possible so that they know mechanically, okay, this is a haunt. This is something we need to investigate. This is not like, oh, let's roll for combat and just keep killing this thing and try to attack it over and over again. 
because that's probably not going to work in this situation. So I kind of, I try to give my players a little bit of, you know, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit for my guys. Yeah, you definitely don't want your players getting frustrated. If you, the second that you start to notice them getting angry or upset, it means that things have gone off the rails and you need to take a time out and figure out what you need to do to resolve that. If it is being super transparent, that's one thing. But remember, the goal of any role-playing game is to have fun. And if you guys are miserable, then you need to change what you're doing. Once again, thank you, Param. And if anybody wants to have their questions answered on the show, just feel free to ask me some on the Roll for Combat Discord channel, or just, well, write me and write Param, and we'll answer them the next time we do a recording. So a few quick show notes. Don't forget a new podcast every single Tuesday. Do subscribe to us on iTunes or Android or wherever you subscribe to things now. We're actually on Spotify as well, if you wish. Do please give us a review on iTunes or Android. You just go to Stitcher, and it really helps out the show quite a bit. Also, don't forget, every single Thursday, Jason has this talking combat column. Also, do check out our Discord channel. If you want to enter the contest, you have to join the Discord channel. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com, join, and you can hang out with us, discuss the episode. A lot of people are giving me feedback on the space combat, and a lot of people are giving me their builds of the Sunrise Maiden and how they would build it. The thing is, I have nothing to do with building the Sunrise Maiden. I'll show it to the PCs. Those guys built it themselves, and obviously they did a really bad job from what it seems because everyone has these incredibly OP builds for the Sunrise Maiden where they're like, oh, I can take out an enemy ship in like two rounds, and I hope they actually change it to one of those because this way if we do Starship Combat, it's over quick. Anyhow, do check out the Discord channel. Something else we do is we run a lot of Starfinder and Pathfinder, yes, even Pathfinder, society games on there. Play by Discord. They're fun. They're quick. They usually only last about five weeks. And if you want to play a game, come on down, join us, and there's lots of games going on, including Outpost 2. That's right, Outpost 2, where we're actually running some of the specials. You can't get those anywhere else, but you got to sign up quick because it starts next week. So just go to outpost.rollforcombat.com, sign up for a game. Lots of people are running them. There's a lot of Roll for Combat games as well as other people, but check that out. Also, don't forget, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, you name it. We're everywhere. Also, do check out our Patreon. As I said, just go to patreon.rollforcombat.com. We're starting to put up lots of cool stuff. I'm putting out big outtakes. They're actually as long as some of these episodes, these outtakes. Some of them are going to be interviews I have with people. Some of them are just us sitting around talking. And heck, if you even want us to talk about something specific or have a question for the whole team, let me know. I'll actually bring it up during the pre-recorded session, and then I'll put it on the Patreon. That only requires $5, and you can listen to all that cool content. And if you want to give us more, there's lots of cool prizes up there. We'll run sessions for you. You can listen to us recording the show. We'll give you guys unique t-shirts, things like that. Check it out. And then finally, our big free trip to PaizoCon 2019 contest. Once again, 
as you've been listening, episode 70, then 71, then 72, now episode 73, I ask a question after each episode, and you have to take note of what the answer is. And then in a few weeks, there will be a form for you to fill out. You fill out that form. You give me all the answers. You submit your form. You make sure you're over 18 years old, and you can win a free trip to PaizoCon. You get a free airfare. You get a free hotel. Get a free ticket and a free banquet ticket. And I'll probably give you a t-shirt or two as well. You can go. You can hang out at PaizoCon. You can meet us. You can meet other people from Roll for Combat and have a great old time. And don't forget, anyone in the world can enter. That's right, anyone in the world. As for this week's question, very simple one. When the Roll for Combat crew met the exiles, what god do they worship? That's it. Listen to the episode. It's mentioned a few times. There's actually the official name and then the name they call the god. Either one is fine. You can add both if you want, but just listen to the episode and you'll hear it. So before we go, I do want to mention that next week's episode is kind of a big one. It's not as big as episode 75. 75 is going to be monumental. Something major is going to happen on 75. But let's just say 74. Next week, something very big happens. Something unexpected. Something involving... Well, I'm saying too much already. Just listen to next week's episode, but I promise it's going to be a really big one. I'll talk and see you guys next week. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to use the head of Vecna.